Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas, and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. As always, I am your host, Caleb Keller, and I am so excited this week because we have a returning guest. Uh, he's now, honestly, I just want to say like brother of the show. I mean, family oh, of the show. I don't know what to that's call cool. it, but it is Rebel Scum Texan. He was our giveaway winner. And man, we we got so lucky with you as our giveaway because, like I said, you're a family to the show. You're family to the show at this point. So, what's up? How's it going? And welcome back. Well, first of all, that is a high honor. Uh, I don't even know what to call that. I, I feel very honored that uh, you would you would say that. I, I feel the same way about you guys. Yeah. Um. All the whole crew, the whole Mando Talk crew. Uh, Caleb, Jacob, Ba, Noah, everybody. I mean, it's it's really cool to get to talk to you guys um and through twitter and even right now and in our giveaway uh podcast episode or the youtube video we did and it was a lot of fun uh i didn't yeah. want to let everybody know that i do have this dude let's go oh that's awesome I, I keep it on my desk at work and yeah. um since i work in a church there's there's little kids that come in and out of mm. the office and they'll be like what's that on your desk and then they're like one little kid the other day he was like can i play with it can i play with it i was like go ahead it's <laughs> just sitting there chilling so Oh, I have that awesome. on my desk and it's uh oh hold on there it is there so I go. have it and it it's sick it sticks with me throughout the week yeah man um, you gotta you gotta tell them to check out Mando talk if they like the bobblehead oh dude it's <laughs> it's crazy for the last one um I shared it you know just and there was a few people I know just in the area I'm like hey I think your kids might enjoy this because they they know me they like Star Wars and I thought yeah go watch this and then my little brother is in the fifth grade Mm -hmm. so he's in like in wrong in in um youtube culture yeah so he went and told all his friends and he watched it up teen times it just it oh, was kind of crazy you know how that happened i was like wow okay and then i had a friend of mine from college i saw him a few weeks after and he goes mm -hmm. are you doing a podcast now and i was like no i was just a guest and he goes man i thought that was yours i was like oh no i can't take credit they just <laughs> they just they they pitted me and let me come on <laughs> yeah well you're gonna have to let everybody know about this week um absolutely because i think it's gonna be a great discussion we got a lot of things to kind of get to i mean i sent you notes earlier in the week and it was like a wave of just rumors and stuff yes. that just hit overnight or in the middle of the day after i'd already sent you yeah. notes. so we yeah. had to adjust because we yeah. got some things to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so excited to do it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do it. Well, first of all, before we do that, though, as always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Mando Talk. Subscribe to yes. our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you hear um, our lovely voices. Just do whatever you got to do to make us look and feel uh, really good. And we really appreciate the support, as always. So off the top, we're going to go ahead and get those rumors and just online frenzy craziness that happened uh, this kind of past middle week uh, regarding Star Wars. And we're first going to address the Twitter rumors as far as okay. future projects go. Uh, and what right. I like to do with rumors is I like to play a little game called Fact or Fan Fiction. So do we really believe this rumor could become true? If so, we'll say it's fact. Um, if we really feel like it's a rumor that could be true, but it, we feel like it's a fan just trying to land a target and claim that, oh, I predicted this, we'll yeah. say that's fan fiction. Sound good? Okay, I like it. All right, first one that came out again, just out of the blue, 
according to Kevin Kiner, he is the Star Wars animation composer. Love his work. I mean, one of the yeah. Rebel Rebels soundtrack is honestly top tier yeah. Star Absolutely. Wars, in my opinion. Uh, he stated that the Bad Batch will have at least 14 episodes on Full of Sith podcast. Apparently, he was a guest on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, fact or fan fiction? All right. Um, am I going first? I guess. Yeah, you go first. That's fine. Who, That's fine. Who talks first? Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I love um, that. <laughs> no, um, I read that, and I actually you you sent it to me it was the first time I'd heard of it. So I was like, oh, I didn't know this. Okay, so it was really cool to um, get that information from you. But I, I think it is fact. Um, you know, Full of Sith. They are a, a well-known podcast, and mm. and it, th- and this came from kevin kiner himself um I, I just don't see how he's not a reliable source especially since he's been scoring these bad batch episodes and writing the music and all this fun stuff and he also did clone wars as you mentioned and in rebels and you're right that rebels the Rebels stuff is incredible i wish that i can't remember i think it's rebels that they haven't released all of the music for it yet maybe, um, maybe. if i go if i go back and look at i haven't done it in a minute but man this music on rebels is great for a lot of reasons it ties in clone wars prequels you know see uh not the sequels but you know going forward all those kinds of things so yeah um yeah and he's been a part of star wars since 2007 2008 you know so i would think right. that someone like him would be preview to that kind of information mm-hmm. it, make, no, it and, makes sense to me yeah and i agree 1000 percent. i i believe this is fact uh, now it is interesting at least why he would use that phrase at least 14 so yes do we think it's on the money 14 episodes or more i did a little looking into that too you know when you think about what disney's been doing with um star wars especially for tv and disney plus you know mando each season had eight episodes uh, Clone Wars season seven. And I say that specifically because it is Disney produced, you know, it's mm. not the old one. So the Disney produced Clone Wars season seven has 12 episodes. And mm. then also Rebel season four only had 15 episodes. Now season one had somewhere around 15 episodes and seasons two and three were in the twenties. Right. But, you know, given that the most recent season of Rebels and the most recent season of Clone Wars have been right in that gap that 14 episodes to me that makes sense i think that's yeah. a solid number yeah no i and i would agree with that and you totally did some great research on that man i was gonna say I, kinda, I was gonna just kind of guess in the ballpark like 15 to 18 uh, yeah. just kind of going off that vibe but i i'm excited about that number i i was kind of disappointed whenever the final season of the clone wars came around and it wasn't up to the double digits yeah. like mm-hmm. that but Regardless, it's very exciting to hear, especially since we're getting a 70 minute premiere. That like, was the biggest piece of news to me. I yeah. mean, set it's it's what is that? It's, you know, 70 minutes of just full on it, basically Clone Wars. You know, it's it's, right. it's essentially Clone Wars. And even if it uh, even if it was shorter, I would still be excited. But the fact that it's that long, it's over an hour. I don't think that I can't. I don't think any one of them ever was an hour aside from the clone wars movie right you know it's that's a couple it's almost two hours now in the past whenever they didn't have streaming obviously when they did live television program whenever the show would debut would they typically i don't know why i feel like they did this but didn't they show two episodes like usually on the premiere nights are you talking about before 
It's talking about Clone Wars specifically. Either Clone Wars or Rebels. I feel like somewhere it's happened at some point with at least a premiere or a season premiere. I remember being in high school still and Clone Wars was still coming out and there were occasions when they would do um, mm. like a one hour special, but it was yeah. two episodes. And so yeah, okay. I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know if, if rebels ever did that. I was in college when rebels was coming out. True. Same. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, sit down and watch rebels until it was on Disney plus. Yeah. So, and, and, and just as a sidebar, it's become one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars since having watched it. Dude, yes. But, so, um, yes. <laughs> and I, I'm currently on like the last episode and there's this part of me that's like, no, don't, don't, don't finish it yet because, you know, you're going to get up, you're going to, you're going to be a little teary eyed yeah. uh, at, at its ending. And because it's that good, but, that good. Um, but anyway, and as if I may segue, I think that segues into the next big rumor. Do it. Do it, man. Okay. The next, you want you want it? Take it. If man. you want, I'll do it, man. Yeah. Okay. Take it, um, dude. Is, Take let it. Let me check out your notes. I've got them pulled up too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> according to at Daniel RPK on Twitter, uh, here's the synopsis for the Ahsoka show. Ahsoka Tano is on the hunt for the evil Grand Admiral Thrawn in the hope it will help her locate Ezra Bridger, the young Jedi that disappeared from Thrawn many years ago. So um, we're going fact or fiction, right? I did the first Correct. one. You, you do this one. Okay. I will take this one, the lead. I think this is fan fiction. Uh, now, I say that with not a lot of knowledge about how reliable at Daniel RPK is on Twitter, mm -hmm. to be completely fair. Uh, so maybe he's usually on the money. I'm, I just don't know that. But on the surface, so maybe you know a little bit more about that Twitter user, but on the surface for me, I feel like it's just at this point, us as star Wars fans just kind of have this general sense of mm -hmm. that has to be the synopsis. Like at least that kind of plot line, like it just makes yeah. sense. And anyone can put that sentence or two together uh, to where it makes sense uh, and seems official. Uh, I don't expect here in the next, I don't know, six to six months to 12 months when they actually release the official synopsis. I do not yeah. expect it to say that word for word, especially now that this has yeah. apparently been leaked. So yeah. I'm going to stand on fan fiction. Well, I'm going 100% opposite. Okay. Uh, I, I do think that it's fact. And um, I did just hop over to Twitter and check this guy's profile. out. He has um, hundred thousand followers. Um, now that doesn't mean anything, you know, I yeah. mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, I mean, he, as far as we know, as far as you and I know, he, he's not somebody that works for, uh, Lucasfilm or anything right. like that. So, um, for me, it just, it, it, I get where you're at where it's like, okay, we have no idea if this is right, but I think, you know, we talked about the ending of rebels a second ago. We, we do see Ahsoka return basically mm. looking like Gandalf the white yes. and, and Filoni has said, uh, Dave Filoni has said that that's kind of who he views Ahsoka as, as, as one of the, the higher wizards of, of Lord of the Rings, but in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And that's a deep dive into some serious nerddom. But yeah. um, we, we actually, and I actually, I went a little further on my research for this one because I, I had to know what Sabine says in that little monologue there at the end mm -hmm. of that last episode. 
And she, I have the quote, I wrote it out because I had to have it. But um, she, Sabine Ring says, as for me, I used to think Ezra was counting on me to protect Lothal, the planet and the people he cared for so much. But one day I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. And then there's a slight pause. And then, and then she says, Ezra's out there somewhere and it's time to bring him home. Now, <clears throat> the time I got, period. I just got chills while you read that, man. I Listen, <laughs> I, I wish I could take credit, but um <laughs> When you think about it, we see Ahsoka come back for just that short snippet, you know, mm-hmm. and then we don't see her again chronologically until Mando's episode, season two, episode five, I think it is. And yes. so that sounds right. And so when she comes back, you know, very clearly she's over there fighting uh, Governor Wing, which I did not know was her actual name. I had to look that up, too. Um, that's what she's credited. That's her character's name, Governor Wing. So I went and checked that out. And she straight up says, where's, where's your master? Where's, where's Admiral Thrawn? And mm-hmm. that I, I've always felt was, especially since the December shareholders meeting, I felt that was the nugget to let everybody know this is where the Ahsoka show is going. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I hear the Daniel PRK thing and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is the synopsis. It, to me, I, I think it's, I think it's fact. Okay. No, and and I don't disagree at all that that's where that show is heading. Yeah, like it, it's one thousand percent, and I'll be blown away, shocked if it's not uh, sure. Ahsoka's journey of finding Thrawn because she obviously wants to get to Ezra. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things where, I mean, I could put a sentence together mm-hmm. and make it sound good. Sure, and say yeah. it's the official synopsis, and it Absolutely. might be exact. So I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate here, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be against that being the synopsis. No, all, I mean, I don't all. think anybody would. But you're right. I mean, anybody could string those words together. I could have mm-hmm. done that, and it wouldn't have taken off anywhere. No, you know. <laughs> but I think for a guy like uh, this Daniel guy who has mm-hmm. such a a big following, you yeah. know, I was scrolling through his tweets, looking at other stuff, and. Some of it was just like, this is outlandish, but other stuff was like, okay, well, you know, maybe. And, you know, and I think the Ahsoka thing kind of falls in that, that maybe category. All right. Well, I'll just open this up to our listeners. If you're on YouTube, you let us know since we're not on the same page, I guess, currently comment on our YouTube video. Say if you think the Ahsoka synopsis that's floating around there, if you think it's fact or fan fiction, let us know what you think. Now we will go to the last Twitter rumor that was going around here in the middle of the week. According to Cinelinks, Din Djarin will make an appearance in the book of Boba Fett. Now you get to go first. Fact okay. or fan fiction? I think it's fiction. Um, I, I, I really do think it's fiction because we've already had two seasons of TV dedicated to Din Djarin. We, we've had the Mandalorian moments and yeah. Boba Fett and even, you know, Fennec Shand and Ahsoka and, and uh, Bo-Katan, all of them coming in to that second season. Um, I really think that that is setting some, some other things up for both Mandalorian and Boba. Mm. If Din Djarin is even in the book of Boba Fett, it's for a minute. I mean, it's mm. not long. I, I really don't think it's going to be a very long time. And here's, here's really the big reason why. I think that they want the Boba Fett story to be told. You know, yeah. I think that that's what they want to get out there. And since the, since the story of Din Djarin is being told and will continue to be told for at least, I think, 
I don't know if a season four was ever confirmed or not. I can't remember, but at least one more season. I feel like Giancarlo Esposito has talked about it for sure in an interview. Yes. So that's I, where I remember hearing it. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's things like that. And, you know, we've got Phoenix Shan coming into Bad Batch here in just a few weeks. And that I, I think will have some setups to Book of Boba Fett, uh, whether they're minor or major, I, I couldn't say, but I would yeah. be willing to bet that that's going to connect over there somehow. Okay. No, and I, I don't disagree with anything you've said, but you know what? Let's just keep this interesting. I'm going to say that it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen it coming. Should have known. Um, now, here's my take, though. You know how in The Mandalorian, we think that the season's over and we get that shot on Tatooine. Yes. That's what I expect. I expect Din Djarin an in-credit scene. I think Favreau is incorporating his Marvel tendencies there. I think he's having mm-hmm. fun with it. Uh, I think we see an in-credit scene to tease season three of The Mandalorian, and that's where Din Djarin makes his appearance, and nothing I'll outside give, of that. I'll give you that. Okay. You know, and I, when I read it, I was thinking, he's not going to be a part of the story. He doesn't, right. doesn't need, but you're right. I mean, a, a little like, hey, here's where we're going with Mandalorian. That makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, I think it'll just be like, exactly like it was in season two with Boba showing up, finally taking the throne on Tatooine at Jabba's palace. That's, that's still ridiculous to me that they, that they did that I and i don't know about i don't know if you saw it I, I have to know real quick before we move on when you finished that episode and the credits rolled mm-hmm. and um the the like who played what and who did what did you notice bib fortuna in the credits before he actually showed up no i did not dude when you the, i did that i mean i was half half awake if huh. even but i remember seeing it it said bib fortuna played by matthew wood and i was like where was Bib Fortuna in this episode? Yeah. And I kept watching. I was like, that's not right. And my brain <laughs> didn't say rewind. It said, just hold on. I don't know why. Cause okay. I didn't, I wasn't ready for uh, an in credit scene, but then he showed up and I was like, yeah. this is ridiculous. No, I didn't catch that. That's a good catch. I feel like if I had seen that, I probably would have paused it and spent so much time trying yeah. to find him to where I never yeah. saw the end credit scene. Uh, yeah. But I, unfortunately, before I could watch the finale, that I was told to stick around. So that kind of took that moment away from me. Or I wasn't necessarily told by anybody. I just saw it on Twitter. You you play the dangerous game by getting on Twitter late at night. I I shouldn't even blame anybody except myself. Uh, Yep. I mean, that's what I would do in the mornings. I'd get up and like, don't even look at your phone. Go to the TV. And I'd go watch it real early in the morning and go from there. Mm Mm-hmm. I just had I, to know. I just had to no, know. No, and I having that discussion, I can't wait for the book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian to make a oh, comeback. Yeah. It's going to be great. Now, it's, all, it's just all the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Now, this online frenzy, though, that, that popped up, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi is just all over the place all of a sudden. And oh, we, we love to see it, dude. We love to see oh, it. absolutely. The first thing that popped up that I saw, at least, was this set video on TikTok going around. Uh, yeah. Somebody, I guess, driving in a car. Maybe it's a razor or gator, whatever. It looked, it looked like a golf cart. Yeah, me. golf cart. Yeah, yeah around yeah. the set. Um, somebody's just taking videos of the set and just throwing it out there now. I I couldn't believe it. And if it wasn't a publicity stunt, whoever that dude who took that video is one hundred percent fired. Oh yeah, 
I mean, if it, if it wasn't a pub, publicity stunt, it very well could be because mm-hmm. like you said, the internet's decided all of a sudden, let's focus on just Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And I'm okay with it because it's Obi-Wan. You right. know, it, it, nothing wrong with it. But yeah, whoever put that out there was a bold one, as Grievous yeah. might say. So, <laughs> Did you spot I, I think, anything in that video? Nothing that just immediately, like I watched it two or three times um, the other day, just trying to say, okay, does anything look familiar? And there, to me, there's really... We now have a, a third town that Mandalorian season two gave us mm-hmm. that it, I guess you could say it's a possibility that it's that town, but I, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't even remember that Moss, whatever yes, it was, Pe- Pe- Pelgo, was it Pel- Pelgo? Pelgo, I think. Mo- okay. So Moss, whatever is where yeah. Cobb Vanth was. Uh-huh. I don't think it's that town. I, I think it, we're going to get Moss Eisler and Moss Espa. Um, Moss Espa maybe because it was in phantom menace and, and attack of the clones yeah moss Eisley seems more likely to me because we need i think i don't know if we need it but it'd be really cool if we got this like okay why does obi-wan know that moss Eisley is a wretched hive of scum and villainy so if yeah. anything to me i think it's kind of you know that i think so i, I that was my big takeaway as well i, I just didn't I wanted to make sure you possibly didn't see something or did see something that I didn't. Yeah. So I wanted to I get mean, that out there if you did see that. <laughs> other than just like architecture and like cool stuff, <laughs> like a door. I was like, that door looks familiar. But <laughs> I mean, you know, the set dressers haven't come in yet. And it, it clearly is only the bones, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of the structures. So, I mean, it's going to be a little while. If it's not already there, because, I mean, they're starting to shoot here pretty soon if they haven't already begun. Within the week or weeks. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So with all that being said, I think, you know, there was nothing that was just right there in my face. But I was still like, okay, we get to go back to Tatooine. I was like, that's cool. I'm okay with that. That's like the sandbox as a Star Wars fan. You you have your action figures. Mm -hmm. No matter if they never went to Tatooine in the movie you played with all your action figures on Tatooine. I mean, absolutely. That's just the place yeah. to be. <laughs> absolutely. But now that's not the only Obi-Wan Kenobi frenzy out there. Yeah. Uh, this was a special request from you. So I w- really <laughs> want to hear what you got to say about this. Now I am obviously uh, mine's not as impressive as yours. I love beards. Hey. Don't get me wrong. Hey, Ewan yeah. McGregor though, as Obi-Wan Kenobi, the beard is in compare, like no one can get close to that man. I, I'm, I'm, I have beard. I call it beard envy. <laughs> like when you see, when you see, and I, I don't know where I got that. I heard it somewhere once, but when you, when you look at Ewan and you see he's got even more beard than mm. he did as Kenobi in oh, 2005. It's, it's full, I, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full on beard. I'm actually, I feel like we need to start a new campaign hashtag. What do you want to call it? It's just return of the beard. <laughs> just hashtag Let's return of the beard and let's do it and and like you said i'm i'm a fan of, i'm a fan of beards I, I i do get beard envy from time to time i mean oh, i remember yeah. being i remember being at a baseball game as a kid uh back when the astros didn't cheat and uh i was i was living near houston my dad took me to a game we we always had this tradition where we walk around the stadium and now I, I granted this guy didn't have a beard but this man had a mustache out to here i mean it was i was like i i want that mustache (laughs) yeah so it's just one of those like things i I mean it sounds funny it sounds weird but i mean 
beard envy's real, and I envy you and McGregor's Kenobi beard. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Now, <laughs> I, I I'm excited, Kenobi. I, I would say honestly, it's probably the top for me, uh, personally, right now, because yeah. again, just it's all over the internet because of these two really silly things, but I know like it's happening on purpose. Kind of like you mentioned, uh, because people are talking about it and it, I hope we don't have to wait too long because I'm getting very anxious for it. Yeah. I think that the, the premiere for it is like a year from this month. If I don't remember what I saw, I I swear I saw it like April, 2022 is what I saw. Okay. There's so many there's so many announcements about all these upcoming projects. I know. Like even, even today <clears throat> they announced the release date of Indiana Jones five. Yeah. And I saw that. Baby. That's, a, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. A year. Okay. We got about a year. Okay. That's cool. And, and I got excited and then I had to like, okay, calm down. No one really cares as much as you do. So, <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, there's so many announcements that keep coming up about different projects. I never know what's coming next. I have to yeah. like go Google it. What's next and, and go from there. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's up there at the top of my list. And, you know, it's probably for me. I have it. I'm anticipating it more than probably Book of Boba Fett, Armando season three, definitely more than Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as a Clone Wars fan as I, I think I am. Yeah, uh, I just I've got Kenobi way up there on the list. Absolutely, one thousand percent agree. Now, all of you listening out there, let us know what you think about all these Twitter rumors, online frenzy. I love to see it. I know some people get carried away with it and get too attached to these rumors and think it's just absolute fact. And if it doesn't happen, we're mad. But I just enjoy the fun. I mean, it it's great to see people active on social media yeah. talking about Star Wars the way that they are. So I love to see it. And I can't oh, yeah. wait to see more. Uh, so let's get to our main topic uh, or topics this week. Yeah. So what happened really to kind of plan this whole thing is Disney announced Disney plus Lucasfilm Star Wars announced that they were going to put out all of their vintage collection. Yeah. On, uh, oh, what was it? April 2nd. It was April 2nd. It all oh, came out, didn't it? I'm, I have no idea. I think it was a week I ago. Could... Yeah. It hadn't been long. Today. Um, been long. And speaking of that, I have not had a chance to watch all of it yet, uh, yeah. but I'll talk more about that later. But anyways, what happened was uh, we saw it on Twitter and, you know, you tweeted at us talking about how you yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to kind of talk about it. So we're we're talking about it. And that's I'm glad the beauty to. of this show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bold move. As soon as I sent the tweet, I was like. <laughs> no, 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 dude. Anytime you like, I said, I think I said this last time. Anytime you want to come on the show, you let us know. You let I'll us know. I'll just keep doing it. I'll just keep doing it then. <laughs> All right. I'll just so, show up. I'll just I'll hack the stream. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That is fine. Uh, so what I wanted to do was just go down the list of all the vintage collection that came onto Disney Plus and share our right. thoughts about them. And like I said, I haven't gotten a chance to watch all of them yet. So I feel like maybe you will be better prepared for some of them. Uh, but obviously I don't, I don't know yet. Have you seen all, all of them recently? I, I, I took a quick little, uh, well, I definitely watched um, two of them. I'll talk about it more in a minute. And okay. then I dipped into some of the others just to kind of see, you know, okay. just more, more like test the waters, you know, right. big toe in the water thing, just to see what we got going on. Yeah. So I'll rely on you with some of those. I've just been carried away with, see, I, March madness is a huge thing for me. So I've been carried away with that. I um, totally get it. 
the masters i'm a big golf fan so that's been carrying me away falcon and the winter soldier i mean there's yeah, so i haven't and i haven't watch right watched now. i haven't watched episode four of uh, falcon Winter soldier yet so i'm I'm doing that tonight i haven't uh, either and i'll be watching it tonight as well there you so go I, I, hey i'll be reaching out to you to hear what you thought about it i'm looking forward to it um yeah how'd your bracket go oh horrible i mean absolutely <laughs> horrible and see i'm a Did kentucky you... basketball fan so they okay. weren't in it this year so oh, it was okay. very hard for me to be motivated to fill out a bracket because I was salty, you know. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm not the biggest sports fan, and I'm not the biggest basketball fan, specifically the college mm. levels. But I went ahead and did a bracket, and I was like I – I, I watched the Texas Big 12 championship, yeah, and I saw that they, they won. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, they won a big championship. And me knowing next to nothing, I was like, let's just see what the bracket does. I went down all the lists and I had Texas going all the way and freaking Abilene Christian University. I was dang yep. gummit. It was it was annoying. Yeah, but well, I got I got some of the final four right. I had Gonzaga and Baylor. So yeah, no, that's good. I feel you like had I the, did well. You had the top two, uh, but yeah. luckily, clearly, we are not sports people. We are no. nerds. Uh, no. We know more about Star Wars. <laughs> that's very uh, true. <laughs> so I did the Clone Wars 2D. Let Let's talk yeah. about that one first. I did okay. watch both of those, both parts in their yeah. entirety. Uh, and I do have some things that I just wanted to talk about. I have them separate on my phone notes here. So I'm going to talk about those real quick. Here are my part, my part one takeaways okay. of Clone Wars 2D. The clones not speaking as much is really cool to me. Like, I don't prefer it over the 3D animation clones of how we get to know their characters more. Yeah. But it is a cool aspect for me to just, they're just in action. And that's all they were programmed, designed to be. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Obviously not as much as the 3D style of how we get to know them more. But it is right. really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I like that too. I, I mean, to a degree, I think it's neat for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now my, my next one here, it's, it's very quick to recognize this that many of the plot lines or ideas are remastered later in the 3D yes. Clone yes. Wars. I thought that was really cool. And, and I think that's now Filoni, he wasn't, was he involved with the 2D? I don't know. Um, the guy who was like, who is credited with it is a Russian animator. Um, yeah. Tar, I can't, I can't think his Tartovsky, I 100% right. butchered that name. Oh, That's here, fine. I wrote it down. Tar Tartakovsky. That's really hard to say. But yeah, yeah he's the guy who's like credited with the 2D Clone Wars. Yeah, and I'm looking at this list. I do not see Filoni listed as yeah. part of the story or producer or anything. So, yeah, I thought that was cool, though, then that Lucas Filoni respected the 2D enough yes. to incorporate it into their storylines. thought that was really cool. Uh, my next takeaway for part one, the villains, man. All of them are really cool. I yeah, love every single one of them. And then a couple my, that are different for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then my last yeah. takeaway was I love the display of Anakin's piloting. Piloting. I put that in my notes as well. Um, those were my big takeaways from part one. Uh, I didn't really want to dive too further into that, but what do you think about all those? Um, on on what you said, you're right. The, the villains in this, for me, I, I like the Grievous content a lot. Um, and that, oh, that's not part one. That's more part two. Well, you get a tease of it in part one for yes, sure. Yes, and that part one 
um, I remember watching that and, mm. and seeing it. And I was like, who is this? Who is this guy? I, I mean, yeah. I, it was a, it was a cat and mouse thing, which was, I mean, that was perfect. I thought, um, and the way they had the different Padawans and, and a couple of Jedi masters we knew, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was really cool. I was really big on that character's name. Uh, the character named Dirge, Dirge. I think his name is yes. Dirge. Dirge. I, I mean, that's a freaking weird name, but it's a star <laughs> Wars name. It is. Um, and I'm, I was totally okay. Uh, seeing him again and I actually I know I saw the day they announced the vintage collection on Twitter I saw someone say something about him coming back in a comic book yes he is and, and I think we talked about that a, a few weeks ago okay yeah I get, did not remember that so thank you for reminding me but yeah um, yeah he's making that comic book return and uh, I don't know who's in charge of that branch of Lucasfilm mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's really cool they were like hey do you remember this this character okay let's he's got a history let's tie him in somewhere yeah and i think that's a big driving force behind adding um adding the 2d clone wars to disney plus no i agree and yeah i was one of my big questions and we can go ahead and dive into this like i i always try to view it obviously i'm a fan i'm going to view the content as a fan first but then I yes. also try to step back and see, okay, now why are they pushing this type of content yes. right now? Yeah. So I was curious, and we can go ahead and go down that lane. What sure. was their end game of releasing these projects, these uh, stories? And for me, and, and I'll just go ahead and answer what I think it was for. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of a mixture of just to please fans, keep content going, uh appreciation message for all the ones that have been diehard since day one. But also I think too, that it's stacking up content for kids, which Disney Mm -hmm. plus probably has more kid viewers than adult viewers. Cause it's just one of those platforms. Uh, I I think it's just stacking up the kid content for star Wars fans out there as well. I think it, yeah, you're, you're actually, I think you're very right about that. They need the content to keep, the streaming platform going mm-hmm. um not like it's hurting or anything in fact I, I remember seeing something that was like disney all of disney's streaming platforms was like what kept disney going through 2020 yeah and um that's no that's not really a surprise at all when you really step back and look at it mm-hmm. um but yeah i think they're stacking content for kids um when it comes to star wars i feel like star wars it's not it's not as niche at times as we think it is yeah, And I think in this case with Clone Wars and the Ewoks content, I think it really is getting a little extra niche into uh, certain Star Wars fans. But I think you're most, I mean, mostly I'm thinking it, it really is for um, stacking content for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to quickly talk about that too, because I know that was something we kind of teased up a few weeks ago when they made this announcement. Yeah. Uh, like, why do we think they're doing it? Could they be bringing this up because they want to play off of some of these characters and yeah you're right dirge uh obviously they're bringing him back so that's a great way to introduce that character to people out there if they've never heard of the character before uh yeah so let me go ahead now let's talk about part two of clone wars 2d i'll just again i'll just run through my list of takeaways so we can just talk about it uh if that's cool with you uh for me the coolest character and i might have missed this character's name it was this clone helmeted with horned Jedi. 
I, okay. I don't know yeah. who, who that character is, honestly. But man, I was like, when I saw that character pop up, I was like, give me some more of that. That was yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, I think that was a character, and I only know this because I, I overnight, I, I fell asleep watching it one night. Yeah. And got up the next day and watched it. And somewhere in between there, I'm fairly certain um, we watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and my my wife is is deaf, so um, she watches everything with subtitles. Mm. Um. And it's, she's not fully deaf, you know, she uses hearing aids, but she prefers yeah. to have the subtitles on for her. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. If I want to like not focus on the sub, I'm one of those people if the subtitles were on, I just stare at it the whole time. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, I'll just go back and rewatch it later. And that way, you know, I can see it how I need, I want to see it. And that's mm. not a big deal to me, but um, I, the subtitles got left on is my point. And okay. I was sitting there watching that scene. And I think his name is like something like, I might be wrong. Saucy Ten, Saucy Teen. Okay. Uh, it's it's we. It, he is like in episodes two and three, you know, somewhere. And okay. He's definitely in the in the Filoni Clone Wars, but yeah. um, he's just not helmeted and riding a bike. I think he was he riding a bike. I can't remember. I may be getting him mixed up with uh, Kenobi. I can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, me either. Either way, um, I'm with you. That dude. Yeah, that was cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my next takeaway, <laughs> I laughed so hard at the repetitiveness of Mace Windu's punching. Yes. The quick. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought remember, that was so hilarious. <laughs> I remember when the final, final episode of the 2D Clone Wars premiered. Mm -hmm. I was, I remember it so clearly because. I was with my buddy, Chris, my, my best friend growing up. His name's Chris and uh, him and his wife just celebrated their fourth anniversary. So Chris, if you're watching this, Chris. congrats, buddy. Um, but me and him, we were, he's just a few years older than me. We were like sitting in beanbags watching this and yeah. I don't know how we caught it live. We, I almost never caught these things live. We didn't have a DVR back then. So I would tape stuff on a V on a VHS tape. Uh -huh. I would tape these episodes and watch them later. And yeah. so this one time I'm watching it live. And as soon as um, Mace comes up to fight Grievous at the end and does the whole, the, the force choke thing, which makes him yeah, cough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, we both went, ah, we freaked out. And I, we fell out of our beanbag chairs, punching at each other. Like, did you see that? Did you see that? We couldn't get over it. Cause it was so cool. And for yeah. us, that combined with Mace Windu doing the ridiculous fast, droid punching I, I could i could watch mace windu punch droids for days i think so too i mean for days you know how the there's greatest. like a um like a three hour loop of kenobi saying hello there yes let's make one of mace windu punching droids like that that is <laughs> 10 hours of just mace windu <laughs> Absolutely. I, i'd be all for it all for it yeah now my other takeaway here is the vision that anakin has i thought that was a great tie-in uh they're like yes. with the pictures the paintings on the wall yeah or in the caves thought it thought that was cool i thought that was great um and then the last one you kind of already touched on it grievous getting that cough for those out there that don't know about that i mean that's a cool like you said yes. like for, that that would make me freak yeah. out as a kid watching that like that's oh yeah grievous is like that in episode yes. three that is incredible i remember um, coming out of return i mean uh, revenge of the sith the, um when i was a kid and mm -hmm. one of my parents said why was he coughing 
Like, yeah. I don't, why, why was he coughing? And if you don't have the background, I was like, oh, it's because in this one episode of Clone Wars that you don't care about, he did this thing and Mace Windu was there and Shock T. I'm naming off all these random characters and my parents are just like, okay. <laughs> nope. And they move on. And even now, if I were to go off and tell them that, they would probably have the same reaction. Agreed. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm, it was cool. It's yeah. just cool, and it makes me happy, and it makes me smile. <laughs> Absolutely. So I really enjoy Clone Wars 2D, and I know Jacob. I wish he was here. Every time it, it seems like every time I bring up Clone Wars 2D, he's not here. But man, he is a <laughs> huge fan of Clone Wars 2D. Like he sent me so many times, just in the past three months, like yeah. four links to YouTube videos of Grievous going off, and he's like, "Yes, Grievous is so cool in these." Like. <laughs> episode three doesn't do him yeah justice. <laughs> no and yeah, he's a and huge I, fan and if if anything i think in this this may be a hot take i'm just i'll throw it out there maybe a hot take the 2d general grievous is leaps and bounds better than the 3d clone wars grievous um i don't think I may, that you are wrong at all fantastic <laughs> that's great um it's just he had so much more care I, and it's weird he had character development and, you know, these episodes were only like 10 minutes long a piece when they originally yep. came out. So to cram all that in there in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. it's it's so to me, it's so, so cool how they how they developed him and got him ready for episode three. I think I even heard at one point that George Lucas considered showing the parts one and two of the 2D Clone Wars leading in to revenge of the sith and you could interesting and you could buy a ticket to watch all of it and yeah um i don't know if that ever happened uh, if someone out there had was a part of that or knows about that please let me know or let us know yeah um but i think that'd be really cool to hear about but I, i've heard that at one point and i honestly think that might be one of the reasons that lucas decided to grab feloni and go make the clone wars because he wanted mm-hmm. to give a definitive story yeah um that's that's how i see it and if if that's what ended up happening that's really cool no i i agree that clone wars 2d overall i I really enjoy it and i do think it's rewatchable for any star wars fan out there just Mm -hmm. to get those cool little details plus the mace windu uh punching punching (laughs) yes all day all All right next on the list for the vintage collection uh, I did get a chance to watch this one. It's the story of the faithful Wookiee. Yeah. I love it. I love that story. Yeah. I kind of wish that they would do a, like a remaster of it, like a yeah. Clone Wars animation style of it. And really the biggest thing that I thought about when I was watching this is, you know how the Clone Wars really made people go back to the prequels and think, okay, now that we have the Clone Wars information, mm-hmm. I really appreciate these films a lot more. Yes. I think eventually, maybe not right now, I think eventually they need to do that with the sequels. I think they need to make some animation show with Luke Skywalker, a young Ben Solo, Han Solo, Leia, all the characters that we love. Obviously, that don't not the animation style of the story of the faithful. No, 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 no. Man, Han Solo's face in that. I, I laugh every time I see it. Uh, it doesn't but, even look like Han. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see story of the faithful Wookiee, though, that that's one of the first things I think about is, man, I would love to see our OG characters animated. Like, why not? 
I don't see any reason why they can't. And in one aspect, they've already animated uh, Leia. True. And she was in Rebels. And that's that was a, you know, she actually, you know, had a decent story in Rebels. Um, and we've seen Chewbacca in, yeah. in um, Clone Wars. And, yep. of course, R2 and C-3PO. And, and, and yep. I see no reason why you can't tie in some of those characters. Agreed. Um, and it and since Mark Hamill has a, a voice acting background, dude, great voice acting background. Why? Why not? I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you, and I've never considered that before. I, you know, I think you're right. If we were to get something that was a, a tie-in to the sequels, uh, aside from Resistance, Resistance was mm-hmm. more a, a linear yeah. tie-in, and I think that was just Disney trying to really push these new movies. And there's nothing wrong with that. Agreed. Um, but I, I really think you're right. I think that they do need to revisit revisit that and and try to try to make that happen somewhere down the line. Yeah. No. And I think eventually it will. Just probably not anytime soon. I think Filoni's yeah. having fun doing his little Filoni verse kind of stuff. All right. All for him. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you got anything else you want to add about story of the faithful Wookiee? Yeah. I. You know, just as, as an experience side of things, you know, I'm pretty sure that when the original six movies were released on Blu-ray. Um, whichever year that was, I want to say 2015, but I think that's wrong. Um, 2013, something like that. That was on there, and mm-hmm. it was on some somewhere deep in the bonus features discs. And I, I, I sat there and watched it, and I remember seeing. For me, the biggest takeaway is, is Boba Fett, and sure. I think that's what most people latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for me, it's like Boba Fett and the fact that he's riding a dinosaur. Like it's it's that. You know, it's those are the two things that really stick out to me a lot in that um, in, in it. So for me, I remember watching it, even watching it just a couple of days ago, thinking, wow, this is the first time Boba Fett was ever seen on screen. Yep. And I think that his only other appearance before that was in a parade. And yeah, I think you're I, right. I think the timeline is parade and then a holiday special, which is wild because the holiday special was in 78. Mm-hmm. And so Boba wasn't seen again until 1980. You know, that's a that's a long time to be like, who is this character? Yeah. Um, and we didn't really have to worry about that with the sequels. True. We only had to wait about a year, two years, two years. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but for me, I remember thinking that about Boba. And now that it's had this huge impact on Mandalorian. Right. I mean, I mean, the first time we really see Din Djarin do anything huge is in that first episode when he uses his rifle to like shock that thing coming out of the water. And that, there's no way that's not a parallel to the story of the faithful Wookiee. Oh, agree. And you can definitely tell that his pulse rifle in Mandalorian is full on inspired by and- faithful Wookiee. And Favreau even told George Lucas that if you go and watch Disney Gallery, I mean, you can literally True. see him go, go, hey, we did you see how we put the rifle in from the holiday special? And George just goes, oh, I, I had nothing to do with that. You know, it's oh, OK, George. But to every other fan in the world, it's like, that's awesome. And yeah, it was. I think that its impact kind of speaks a lot to where we are now with mm-hmm. Star Wars. Agreed. Agreed. Um, now, I will go ahead and just combine these next three. Sounds good. Caravan of Courage. That's the okay. first Ewok film. 
yeah. Ewoks, the battle for Endor is the second one. And then you have yeah. your animated Ewoks TV show. I have not had a chance to watch these three yet. So I'm going to defer to you as far as just sharing some thoughts on them. Well, like I said a little bit ago, I just kind of tested the waters with the Ewok stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tried, to, I mean, and I actually tweeted, God, I said something like, I tried, I, I genuinely tried. Um, and you know what I think? I think I was thinking about it just a little bit ago before I hopped on and uh, talked to you. I was thinking maybe this is like the prequel kid in me mm-hmm. being like, I would love that. I even said to myself today at one point, I would love this so much more if this was about Gungans, which Dude. I think is, is, is a very bold statement, first of all, yeah. but uh, as a, and that's being the fact that, you know, Jar Jar and all of the Gungans received so much hate, especially when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, the Jar Jar love is incredible and I won't get into that because I think we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, but we, um, we but with it, talk about that. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, I, I really think that um, the Ewoks TV show, the animated thing, I don't really get it because when we watch even the Ewok movies and Return of the Jedi, you sit there and you're like, they're talking in their own language. And then you get to the TV show and they're they're speaking English to each other. Yeah. And I, I, I get it. You have If you're going to make a TV show, they have to speak the language in the nation in which it's produced. I get Mm -hmm. that. But at the same time, I was like, it's taken me out of it. And then I was like, okay, well, let me go check out the movies. So I I turn on, uh, I think it was Caravan of Courage, the first, the first one. Mm -hmm. And I I sat there and watched the first few minutes. And I was like, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't, I couldn't put myself in 1980, whatever and and, and watch it. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward. So I hit the stream thing. I fast forwarded and then I'm watching Wicket be Wicket. And I, I couldn't, I could not immerse myself in it. And I hate saying that. And I even, I in that same tweet I mentioned, you know, there were people like joking with me, you know, Twitter friends. They're like, Oh yeah, you're definitely a fake fan and doing that thing. And I was like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So yeah. I, I can honestly say that my opinion on Ewoks, the TV show, and Caravan of Courage, and I didn't even try to watch uh, Battle for Endor because I was like, if I'm not going to watch the first one, you know, what's the point with the second one? And, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I think with the tie-ins, especially what we talked about a minute ago with Clone Wars, how it's tied in, mm-hmm. um, I think the big thing with this, and Disney Gallery dropped this information, that the first appearance – of a blurg was in one of those Ewok movies. And then it got brought into uh, Rebels and uh, also into Clone Wars and uh, now, of course, Mandalorian. So that may be, they may have just put that on there just for a blurg. Yeah, that's and, true. I mean, I doubt that. I mean, I, I sincerely doubt that's why they mm-hmm. did that. But you know, that's kind of, I mean, all, all that being said, my whole full takeaway on that is Ewoks TV show is meant for six-year-olds, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even younger. And then if, if you watched Caravan of Courage and, and Battle for Endor, I think for most viewers, that's just going to be pure nostalgia. Yeah. And I also think it might be a, a nice little tie-in to that little cameo we got of Wicket at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I, I really don't 
you know, personally see the necessity for me to go and watch it. Right. Um, I think there needs to be something Lucasfilm puts out there that they're like, hey, remember these movies? You need to watch those to know this. Yeah. Whatever that might be. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking it's going. Okay. So, yeah, and I think all of that's fair, and I can't really add much to that, honestly, because I haven't watched these yet. Sure. But, I mean, I do kind of have that sense of, like, I'll, I will probably force myself to get through them all, even if I do kind of feel the same way as you do. Um, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just going to probably watch these three things any chance that I get, I guess. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't think – I don't expect to see any connections made to them. I think maybe – I can see connections made to the first two, no doubt. The first two, I think, are quality content. I think maybe these last three were thrown in there more so for, like you said, nostalgia. And maybe the first two were thrown on there because they knew that it was good content, so they wanted to share it. But the last three, I think they probably threw those on there because then you would have fans that are like, well, where are all these? You put all this up. So you got to include I, everything. <laughs> I think fans have been mentioning that since Willow hit mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And I don't remember when it hit Disney Plus, but, you know, Willow is a Lucasfilm property. Yep. And I keep personally waiting for Indiana Jones to hit mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And I know that it's Paramount who is the main producers really of the films. But if you, I mean, if you want to look at it, phase one of Marvel, of MCU you know, was also Paramount produced and they're up there on, on Disney plus. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for all of the Lucasfilm content to hit. Um, Agreed. And if it, if it does awesome, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause I already own them on DVD anyway. Same. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's going to be okay whether or not, but either way, that's kind of what I'm thinking is, is really going on. Like you yeah. said. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let us know what you thought about all that vintage Star Wars collection on Disney+. Plus. I always have fun just getting a chance to watch Star Wars content that comes to Disney plus that, that streaming service. Uh, so let us know what you thought about it. You know, if you enjoy the Ewok content, roast us. Say, you know what? You're missing something. <laughs> this stuff is great. Let us know. Give me give me a reason to watch it. Give me – and then I will if, – if, if it's got to be good, though. It's got to be a good yeah, reason. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> the last thing that we're going to be talking about on this week's episode of Mando Talk is we're coming back to it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, All right. The newly released Star Wars Skywalker, a family at war book, has revealed possible teases for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Now, before I read this, I do want to say potential spoilers for those of you that want to know absolutely nothing about Kenobi. Uh, a passage inside this novel or this book uh, brings up Obi-Wan Kenobi's life in the years following Revenge of the Sith. And here's the passage. It states, before he and Yoda had parted ways, the old Jedi revealed that Obi-Wan's beloved master, Qui-Gon Jinn, had returned from the netherworld of the Force, manifesting his conscious mind even after death. It took 10 years, but eventually Obi-Wan was able to commune with his dearest friend, resurrected within the cosmic force now i want to connect that though here real quickly to the official kenobi show synopsis that star wars let out last week or a couple weeks ago it says the story begins 10 years 
after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. So we yeah. get that perfect 10 number in both content, the synopsis for the show, and from that passage that's bringing up Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. My media takeaway. Could, Qui-Gon's got to be in Kenobi at this point. I mean, right? I mean, you yes. can't deny that, right? No, I, 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 I'm right there with you. If Qui-Gon's not in this, I think it'll be a big letdown. I think, I, think so too. I think it'd be a huge letdown. I mean, Liam Neeson was on James Corden not that long ago. And what did he pull out? He's like, Hey, look at this thing I have. And it's his lightsaber from Phantom Menace. Yeah. Listen, you don't just pull that out for no reason, especially when the world fully well knows you and McGregor's off there being, being Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I am right there with you. I think Liam Neeson has to return as yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn. I think so too. Now let me mention our Twitter poll. So again, if you do not follow us on Twitter, we have polls like this probably, I wouldn't say weekly, but probably about every other week. We throw a little fun poll out there and I threw out this question. What is the likelihood of Liam Neeson making a return to Qui-Gon Jinn in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Here's the results. 7.9% chose zero to 25%. Please convince me why you chose that. If whoever you are, twenty-six <laughs> uh, percent to fifty percent was, or sorry, twenty-three point seven percent of our voters chose the likelihood to be twenty-six to fifty. Uh, and then we have a tie. Uh, Thirty-four. Oh, oh. Yeah, thirty-four percent of our voters in this poll said fifty-one to seventy-five percent likelihood it happens, and then again thirty-four percent of our voters in the poll said 76 to hundred percent likelihood that it happens. So, I mean, my takeaway from that though, is where the majority is over 50% that it's going to happen. Yeah. For me, I take that as it's going to happen. Like sure. (laughs) Probably going to happen. And I think also too, though, with those polls, to be fair, it's hard to not vote for hundred percent because you just want to see it. Yes. Yeah. And I actually went into it with that. And I, I, in fact, I did get to vote in the poll. I also retweeted it. In fact, if you're, if you didn't retweet it, you need to, um, this, they, he did not, nobody at Mando talk asked me to say this, but I'm going to say it. If you're not already following Mando talk on Twitter, you need to, and you need to be following them on all their socials, Caleb and the crew. They all have some outstanding insight on all these different things, uh, across all of the star Wars content. But, um, as no problem, man, but as for what I think, what I voted for, I actually, I decided to be slightly pessimistic and this is, that's not my personality. I'm not usually pessimistic. I actually voted the 51 to 75 percentile. Okay. I thought, I thought like, let's be a little bit of a realist here. You want, you want my vote? Yes. 51% to 75% is what I put. Brother, come on, come on. So I don't Um, think you're as uh, problematic as you thought. (laughs) Hey, fair enough. But, um, I, I just, I want Qui-Gon Jinn to show up. I think it'd be dumb. Honestly, I think it'd be dumb if, mm-hmm. if Lucasfilm didn't throw him in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, listen, I know you have to pay your actors, but how much do you have to pay Liam Neeson to be in a TV show for three seconds? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he voiced Qui-Gon in Clone Wars and, yeah. and, and that was in um, the, Oh, I can't remember the name of the arc now. It's lost. I've lost my, lost it. But anyway, he was there. And yeah, he um, 
he was there and we saw him. He was manifested in the force there on that planet, whatever. I can't remember. It's going to bug me the rest of the day. Um, but he was Dagobah. there. I don't know. Well, his voice was on Dagobah in season six. Um, it's the, the Mortis, the Mortis arc. Whenever oh. it's the son and the daughter and the father. I mean, he shows up there in Mortis yeah. and um, somebody was watching this going, it's Mortis, you idiot. It's Mortis. you." <laughs> but um no, he was there. I mean, they, he, it was Liam Neeson who voiced them. Okay. And um, I think it makes sense to have Liam Neeson come back and do it. it and it'd be a really great payoff for a very short scene. I mean, it, it couldn't, it couldn't cost him that much time. It couldn't cost Disney that much money to, to get Liam Neeson for such a short moment. I think so too. And it, like you said, it's just one of those things that makes sense. Like yes. it'd be dumb to not occur, like you said. Yeah. Um, and, and I even would... forgot to mention that book. You know, I mean, it says ten years. Right. I mean, the the perfect number, the exact yeah. number, and yeah. you, that can't be coincidence. I mean, no. come on, come on. Yeah. And it, I mean, Make I like it to happen. Think, <laughs> absolutely, I like to think that it's this awesome opening shot where it's just Obi Wan like meditating or something, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then he kind of hears the voice in the background and then maybe it's like a maybe it's like Hoth when Luke is in the snow oh okay you know and and Obi-Wan just kind of comes out and goes go to Dagobah learn from Yoda and maybe it's maybe it's going to be Qui-Gon saying do this thing or yeah maybe that's what propels the story for that'd be awesome but that would be great I I just want to see it I just want to see it no I agree and I I would venture to guess that the majority of the fan base out there wants to see it as well sure yeah Uh, now there is one more thing though that i wanted to talk about just to have fun i mean this doesn't bother me at all but whenever it says with his dearest friend Mm -hmm. is that is that problematic for you at all or because you know whenever whenever i think of kenobi's best friend dearest friend Mm -hmm. i always go to anakin Yes. So does that like throw yes. you off any that the the book is claiming that Qui-Gon was his dearest friend or am I just looking too far into that? <laughs> I don't think you're looking too far into it, especially as a diehard fan. Um, mm. Have you read Claudia Gray's book, Master and Apprentice? Ooh, I want to so bad. I just so, haven't I haven't found it because I'm one of those that wants to have a hard copy of book. it. I, and, I get it. And um, every time I go to my bookstore, I, I've yet to see it. I should, you know, I should probably order it off Amazon, whatever. Yeah. I'm more of a, yeah, I I get it. I go to half price books as often as I can and go look around and see if I can't pick up something that strikes my interest. But yeah, yeah, I I did buy with that being said, I'm a hypocrite because I did buy master and apprentice on Amazon, but, um, it's what it is what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. But (laughs) I, I finished reading it. Uh, that was one of the beauty, beautiful things of, being kind of shut in at home during 2020 was I had nothing else to do and I've had this book I need to read it so I read it yeah and uh, if you haven't read it I'm not going to spoil anything real specific it's just about why this is problematic so if you haven't read it I would say you know turn this off but it's very simple and it's it's all it is is a story point that drives kind of the relationship dynamic between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon they, it's very clear, very, right out of the gate, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have a, a difficult time understanding or even finding the balance in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And we also learn that it's one of the factors of why it took Obi-Wan so long to become a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not just the fact that it took a long time to become a master, 
I mean, if you think about it, he was like 25 years old in the Phantom Menace. In comparison, Anakin was 22 um, in Revenge of the Sith, and he'd already been knighted and trained Ahsoka and yeah. was a member of the council. So, I mean, he has all of that on his own master. Mm -hmm. um, and the age difference, you know, there isn't too drastic, really, when you think about it. Um, and so I, I think that it is a little bit problematic because in this story, you get this whole dynamic where their balance and their relationship is a little out of whack. Yeah. It takes a long time. It takes, honestly, um, it takes almost the entire story of Master and Apprentice to really find their, their groove. And even, even also in Phantom Menace, there's moments, like very small moments, mm -hmm. where they're still trying to find that, that groove. And, you know, by the time you get to the end of Master and Apprentice, there's this like moment where Qui-Gon says, oh, we want something like, from now on, I'm going to put all my focus on being your master and, and making yeah. sure you are trained properly, which is really cool. And I think that that honestly can tie into the Kenobi show as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, they are put away on these things and they move forward as a unit is what I'm trying to say. They, they put those things away and they move forward as a unit. And Obi-Wan and Anakin do that in the Clone Wars. And it's not that it, it's okay to use the phrase dearest friend. I just never got that's my best friend. Vibes. Yeah. yeah. And that's having read Master and Apprentice, that's having watched, you know, Phantom Menace, and then all the old Legends books that mention Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's relationship in, in certain areas. I haven't read all of them, but there mm. are those stories I've read that have been like, I just don't, I don't, I don't really buy that they're that close. Right. I mean, obviously, when Maul kills Qui-Gon. Oh, yeah. That's a big moment for him. Big moment um because he spent so much of his life i mean the majority of his teenage years and into his uh adulthood he's been with this guy learning from him you're gonna yeah. that relationship's gonna it's gonna hurt when someone like that dies especially right in front of you mm -hmm. um but i just I, I don't i still don't get the dearest friend thing yeah and and there's no denying that there is strong bond and connection and love yes. between those two characters yeah. like I, i'm not against that at all uh it's just kind of you know like i said i've always interpreted yeah. you know i mean we see that emotion you were my brother anakin i love yeah. you like yeah i can't that was see one of those... kenobi necessarily saying that to qui-gon no uh, it's or just qui-gon to obi-wan yeah right right and we don't we don't get to see the stories unfold between qui-gon and obi-wan like we did between anakin and obi-wan in the Clone that's Wars. true both both versions and yeah. it's it's something that i think is missing and i think that's another reason why liam neeson needs to be mm. in kenobi um because that'll they'll somehow pay homage to uh phantom menace mm -hmm. and and they may there may be some story points that we never knew about as fans yeah coming to fruition you know that'd be 23 years later mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when it's all said and done. So that that's going to be something I think they could very easily work with and very easily tie in um, if they did it, if they do it right. Right. No. And I agree 1000% with you as far as just, and again, I don't want to be nitpicky and I, I hope sure. we're not coming off as nitpicky uh, because it really doesn't drive me all that crazy. I just thought, no, you know what, yeah. that's a really cool kind of discussion to have real quick. Cause when yeah. I saw that, I'm just like, eh, is that really Qui-Gon though? Uh, yeah, but regardless, yeah, yeah. let us know what you think as far as do you want to see 
Qui-Gon Jinn in Kenobi. If you don't, uh, please convince me why we don't want to see it. Yes. Um, and do that on YouTube, do that on Twitter, wherever you can find us. Cause man, like we said earlier in the show, Kenobi is on the top list as far as my excitement level. So anytime I get a chance to talk Kenobi with anybody, I love that time. So do yeah. that wherever you can find us. We would love to hear from you now. Before we get out of here, we're talking about Kenobi and talk of Jar Jar being in Kenobi was a thing for a mm -hmm. while. And Ahmed Best kind of came out and said, you know what, Jar Jar Binks is not going to be in Kenobi. And I know me and you both are huge supporters of Jar Jar Binks. Absolutely. Um, how did you feel whenever you found out that Jar Jar is not going to be in the Kenobi show? As much of a supporter of Jar Jar Binks as I am. In fact, I, when they announced the Black Series figure, I was like, well, I'm buying this. Yeah. And I, when I bought it, there's a Star Wars store very local to me. It's a, it's a wall to wall Star Wars store. It's beautiful. So jealous. Um, I know. I'm so, and I, and I, I don't want to rub it in, but even just mentioning <laughs> it, I know I'm rubbing it in. But, um, you know, I went in there and I, I was, I was purchasing it. I was checking out and um, the person on the counter was like, oh, you had to get the Jar Jar. And, and someone about my age and they were like, they were, you know, talking to me like that. And I was like, Absolutely. And I said, yeah, I actually had a chance to buy the Jar Jar Binks Funko Pop several mm -hmm. years ago, and I didn't. And th me being, you know, like, oh, I don't care about Jar Jar, when deep down I know I did. <laughs> and um, I should have bought it because now it's one of the Funko Pops that's worth the most. Yeah. Because they only made so many of them. Um, and I wish that they would maybe do more, but I doubt that'll ever happen. Um, but but it, it, all that to say, as much as I love Jar Jar, um, and I still have the action figure and the little, you know, chip reader thing, like we talked about, um, we got to figure, we gotta figure gotta, that out somehow. I, I got, I'm, I'm going to go to my parents' house and dig around for that thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, I would love to see Jar Jar on screen again. Mm. Um, but him not being there, it's not a deal breaker. You know, it's yeah. not like I'm like, Nope, not watching it. You know, I don't love Jar Jar that much, but mm -hmm. I love Jar Jar. And it, it, his, I feel like his story has been told. Yeah. Um, he was always a supporting character. And I think that he was always going to just be a supporting character, regardless of the media backlash that he received back in, in, in the first initial release of Phantom Menace and then going forward, even up to, you know, Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, and um, I just think his stories is completed. In fact, I know his story was told in the comics um, and it's a very sad ending. If you've never seen it or read it, um, I won't spoil that. Um, Cause I do think it, 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 we need to go read it and see it as fans. So we know, Oh, this character deserved a little better, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised that he's not coming back. Mm. I, I don't know story-wise if it would have made a whole lot of sense. I mean, agreed. I mean, you have, we know what we're getting. We're getting Darth Vader. We're getting Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. We know Obi-Wan and uh, lots of new characters as well, as they announced, which mm -hmm. is, I don't know who any of them are going to play. I don't even want to begin to speculate, even though I did already kind of speculate one time. There is a, one of the actresses kind of looks like Duchess Satine. So, like, okay. I'm kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe. But yeah, it, all yeah. that to say, um, it, it's okay if he doesn't come back. You know, um, mm -hmm. and, and mostly for me, I think that since Ahmed Best has returned as the Jedi Master Kelleran Beck, yeah, on, on Jedi Temple Challenge, which that is 100% like a kid's show. 
And oh yes, it is. I wa- I watched a couple episodes of it. And I was like, this is fun. Like if <laughs> if I was a kid, I would one hundred percent watch this. Oh, if I absolutely. had kids, I'd be like, check this out. But yep. you know, for me, if if I need to see Ahmed and Star Wars, I can go check out Keller and Beck, and I, yep. I, I think that's enough for me personally. Yeah. What about you? What do you no, think? and I'm on the same boat. Like I think me and Jacob might have even talked about this last week whenever we had talked about that cast announcement that he was mm-hmm. one that was missing um it's like you said it's not a deal breaker now yeah. would we have been excited to see Ahmed best included absolutely sure. uh but i'm still equally excited even though he's not involved uh yeah. and it, you did kind of mention it i do feel like it might have felt un- maybe they would have came up with a creative way to do it mm-hmm. but i feel like it might have been forced uh to include yeah. jar jar uh, mm-hmm. Just showing up randomly on Tatooine because I'm assuming that's where the majority of our time, if not all of our time, is going to be spent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said, not disappointed that much. I mean, yeah. I would have been excited, but just it is what it is, you know. Yeah. And, so, he, and I know, and I know, y'all talked about the Kenobi casting stuff um, yeah. a few days ago, and I did go and check that one out and, and listen to it. And, yeah, I think it's really cool that we're getting uh, Joel Edgerton back as Owen. And I, for the life of me, cannot pronounce the actress playing Baru's. I can't. Bonnie uh, Peace. I don't know yeah, how to say her last name. I don't name. know if it's Peace, <laughs> Pice, whatever. But anyway, she's coming back. And I think I put something on Twitter and said, hey, maybe hopefully Baru will say more than hello <laughs> in, yeah. in this. But uh, no, this time she's going to say hello there. And then that'll hello be it. There. Yes, that's it. That's nothing else from Aunt Baru, who's this like sage voice of wisdom and a new hope but yeah she just gets hello (laughs) (laughs) no and i yeah i cannot wait for kenobi like i know that's like the fifth time i've probably said this on this podcast but it's just the truth yeah it's the top it's the top yeah um well listen rebels come texan you're on the top as far as our guests and we really appreciate the support the continued support that you bring to us always repping that hat man how do you how do you like that hat that you want in the giveaway this, this truthfully um the the bobblehead you know scene is uh-huh. is one thing but this hat I, dude i wear this all the time and i'm not even saying that because I support y'all. I do support y'all. I, mm-hmm. I tell people, look at the, check out this podcast. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do my best to support you guys online. Oh, you do, man. Um, we really appreciate it. And I'm glad to, and uh, I appreciate the conversations with y'all, but um, I wear this hat all the time to the point, like, I don't like to sweat in it. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, it, to me, it's become like a, I don't know, not almost like a safety blanket in kind of a weird way. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I like to wear it around. Um, I, I do wear it to the gym. It's the only time I ever sweat in it. Oh, okay. But, um, other than that, you know, when I do wear it, it's, it's probably my most comfortable hat. I have a genuine rotation of hats I go through. Yeah. And, uh, this is one of my favorite hats. I wear it constantly because well, it's that's so awesome. comfortable. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, we really appreciate you continuing to be an awesome supporter. Um, and we appreciate all the supporters out there. We appreciate every single one of you that listens to our show, watches our show on YouTube. And again, you can find us anywhere and everywhere that you get podcast content, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. And then also on YouTube. So you can see our lovely, beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. Um and again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk. And listen, Rebel Scum Texan, we really appreciate it, as always. 
Um, I can't wait to do it again. We, I think we will always continue to find some time to do a podcast episode together um, at some point throughout like every year that we're doing Mando Talk. We'll find some time with you, man. Let's let's keep it going, man. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, like I know last time I was on, I was at my buddy Larry's house. Yeah, Larry. Um, and, and Larry and I were just the other day geeking out about something. I don't even remember what it was now. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like this, this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking about it. And we, you know, so I get to geek out with him. Yeah. But I, I, I love geeking out with y'all and talking to you guys. And I miss, I miss the rest of the crew tonight. I know they all got stuff going on. Mm, definitely. Um, and I missed, you know, I know at one point Jacob, I think was going to try to stop in. Yeah, he was. Um, but, um, cool, man. Like he's deep in that I, school action right man, now. I, I get it. I know how it goes, but, uh, all the support to him do well, my brother. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> But anyway, I appreciate being here. I, I hope that I can keep coming back from time to time and, and jumping in and talking. It, it'll be be good good times going forward, I hope. Absolutely. Well, again, to all of our listeners, we hope that you keep coming back and listening to us, and we cannot wait to catch you uh, next week. We got a lot of cool, big, exciting ideas coming forward. Uh, so, again, check us out on social medias to get Do those it. announcements because – they're going to be pretty special here uh, really soon. Uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here this week. May the force be with you, every single one of you out there. And as always, we have, have spoken. spoken. Let's right go. Right there on the hat. It's right there. <laughs>